Jalen Brown drops 50, 5-0, 50 on the Orlando Magic, and they needed all of them. He needed all of them. I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen every day. Uh, Locked On Celtics is available wherever podcasts exist, uh, free, daily, uh, also on YouTube. And like I said, Monday through Friday, here on a Monday after the Boston Celtics, 116-111 win over the Orlando Magic in overtime. Uh, by the way, John Corrales, I cover the team for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. I'm here in the TD Garden, but not outside. The uh, The basketball court is that way down the hall, uh, but it's now an ice hockey rink because they've changed the the rink over, the, the building over to the Bruins. So I'm sitting here in what is media dining, but I'm the only person left. So that's where I am right now. Celtics out there almost blew it against the uh, Orlando Magic. So let's just start. Later on, I'll, I'll get into uh, the the win the, and all of that stuff. I'll get some individual performances. But let's just start the, the, with this. Jalen Brown, 50 points and needed every one of these. He's the seventh player in Celtics history to score 50 in a game. Uh, Larry Bird, Sam Jones, Kevin McHale, Isaiah Thomas, Paul Pierce, Jason Tatum, and now Jalen Brown doing it. Jalen had, let's look up his numbers, uh, 65.5% shooting, 19 of 29, 5 of 10 from 3, 7 of 8 from the line, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 50 points, oh, and 7 turnovers. This is such a, a tale of two games here. The, in the first quarter, things were looking okay. Yeah, Jalen Brown had a couple of turnovers there in the first quarter, but I thought early on things looked pretty good. Uh, Celtics were, were on a little bit of a roll. They were up by like 11, 12, 13, 14. And then the second quarter was just turnover after turnover after turnover. I think the Celtics had nine turnovers in the second quarter. Jalen Brown was chief among them. He looked like days, like he was in a fog, like, and he was still scoring. He was still scoring efficiently. And I was about, I was in my mind, like formulating a piece, like, This is going to end up being Jalen Brown's worst good game ever. Like he, he was on his way to a 20 something point game on decent shooting. And it was going to be a turnover filled mess where I I didn't even think that he was playing well early, but it turns out that he, in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden with four, four Oh seven, I think left to go in the fourth quarter, he hits this step back, this off balance step back. That becomes an and one, and it starts a 14-point barrage for him down the stretch to close the game. Then he adds a a 17th point on a three-pointer to make it a four-point game in overtime to completely turn this game around. 
Dennis Schroeder was in the same thing. I, and I'll, I'll talk more about Schroeder later. But basically, this game went as Jalen Brown went. And in the middle quarters, Jalen Brown was not very good. Then all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, something clicked. And basically, they were down 14, and they did the same thing that they always do, right? This was a very typical Celtics game in many ways. The Celtics were able to um, they were able to kind of turn it on when they needed to at the, at the very end. They, they were down big, and they said, okay, time to turn it on. And usually, usually when they do that, there's a, um, a disappointment at the end. Uh, and I was very prepared, very prepared for a disappointment at the end. I thought it was all lining up. The, the Celtics, uh, they, they give Orlando the ball back with 0.6 on the clock. Orlando, if Orlando was a better team, first of all, Orlando might not have been in a position to blow that whole lead and go down too late. But instead of calling a timeout, they inbound the ball and then call a timeout. And that made it so they had to inbound the ball in the backcourt, not in the front court. They couldn't advance the ball. Had they advanced the ball, I was very prepared for some sort of inbound alley-oop. It was 100 to 100 at that time. I actually turned to one of the other reporters on, on Press Row. I said, this is going to be an alley-oop to, to lose the game, isn't it? Because that, that's kind of how the Celtics have gone. Luckily for the Celtics, they, they didn't have that. They were able to come back and finish this off. And Jalen Brown was a, just a massive, massive reason why. Uh, this was such, a, such a, an interesting game for, for JB because, because of that dynamic, because of that start to the game, that glassy eye. There was a point there in the second quarter, and I, I, I brought this up in the piece that I wrote for Boston Sports Journal. Second quarter, they're, they're running a play. Jalen gets the ball. He's like two feet from Al Horford. He throws like this chest pass, and it's clearly not the right pass, and, and Al wasn't even really looking at the time, which showed you what, what Jalen's mindset was. He wasn't even paying attention. He just did this. He was going through motions in a lot of ways. And I thought that, first of all, that was indicative of, of his play, and second of all, he comes out at the timeout, he has a towel, he like wipes his face and he throws it up. And then he mimics a pass that he should have thrown to Horford. And then he plops down real heavy in the chair. And it, it's very obvious in that moment that he's very frustrated with himself. And, and that's a moment where I think the Celtics rally around him a little bit. They're trying to keep his spirits high. Something you've got to do with Jalen in those moments. You've got to keep his spirits high. You've got to keep him engaged. And they were able to keep him kind of engaged enough to stay aggressive. He said they were, he was told to stay aggressive, smart, email Doka. Everybody was telling him to stay aggressive. It kicked in, in the fourth quarter, that fourth quarter stretch, that 14 points in four minutes was dominant. That was super aggressive. That was reading the game. That was filling the lane on the break. That was playing defense. That was that was making great moves, a great dribble move. The, one of them was between the legs, through two defenders, finishing through another two at the rim. It was uh, brilliant stuff. What, what JB did in that four-minute stretch negated a very poor second, third quarter stretch for him where you know he ended up with those seven turnovers. 
unforced turnovers, just lose the ball, trying to make a spin move, lose the ball. And you can see when he's, when he's on it, the dribble moves that he was making to close the game were tight, tight. And you say, oh, man, that's, that's the Jalen Brown that you need to see every game. And you do see that for long stretches. Every once in a while, you have these stretches of Jalen Brown where it's like, is he okay? You know, you want, you know, what's on his mind? Where's his mind going? And he talked about like, I put too much pressure on myself and his, you know, Marcus Smart said something very telling, like Jalen wants to do things. He wants things to be perfect. And I think that that's a, 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 a trap that a lot of athletes fall into. You want to do things. You want to do things perfectly. And sure, we, you know, I can see why. Because when things don't go perfectly, people like me say so on podcasts and fans will say so in the so in, in social media. Fans, we in the media, you know, you you want you you have a 10-point lead. Why didn't you make it 15? Why didn't you make it 20? Why didn't you make it 30? Or you had a 30-point lead. Why is it now 12 all of a sudden? Like that type of stuff. And so it, it's very easy for an athlete to just fall into this trap of like, if it's not perfect, it's not right. And I think that gets into Jalen Brown's mind a lot, but I thought the, obviously him picking things up down the stretch coincided with the Celtics picking up full court. It coincided with the Celtics just being more aggressive overall, but like he, on top of that, just started making some moves that were, were out of this world. So Jalen Brown, congratulations on the 50 point game. A very well-earned 50-point game. Um, and, you know, hopefully he can build on that. Jason Tatum didn't play in this game. He was uh, kept off for reconditioning. So hopefully, I think the Celtics have a couple of days off here now. So they got a game coming up in on Wednesday. I would expect Tatum to be ready for that. Robert Williams had a sprained toe. He missed this game. So I don't know. He, he was close enough where they said he was going to try it out and he was a game time decision. He didn't play Dennis Schroeder was a game time decision. He did play. So hopefully the Celtics are, are this much closer to getting whole maybe Wednesday, maybe on Thursday or, or by the weekend, the Celtics can actually have a full roster back up next. Some of the individual performances that uh, that I saw that stood out in this game. First, let me talk to you about Built Bar. It's a new year. We're all making our resolutions. I know I am. I'm going to get myself back into the gym. I did. I had a great stretch, and then November, December comes around, and you know I'm trying to. I I, I, I slipped. Okay, a little slip. No problem. I went through my second and third quarter lull, just like the Celtics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to clear all of the snacks all of the junk food out of my drawers. I'm going to put Built Bar in those places because Built Bar is going to give you somewhere around 130 calories per bar, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams or so of protein, which is great. You get back into the gym. You, you know, you're probably joining a gym right now. Throw these into your gym bag. It's great to have after a workout because it's not going to blow out your cardio. It's going to give you your body the protein it needs to build that muscle. It's really going to be great for you. This is uh, great for people who are trying the keto diet. It works for them. Uh, if, if you are uh, someone with a nut allergy, there are plenty of options for you. Go to Built.com. There are so many different flavors and styles and products that you can try out for yourself. Don't You don't have to go nuts. 
because I'm going to give you the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off, but it works every single time. So don't feel like you have to buy a ton right now. Buy a little bit, try what you like, figure out what you like, then go back and stock up on the things that you like. Use that promo code again, LOCK15. Use it every time. Go back, check them out, set the alerts because they're constantly putting out things for sale. They're constantly putting out new special flavors. So if you go to built.com, check back often, you're going to have new things that you're going to try and love. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Lockdown Now your second listen? It's a great companion show for your Lockdown Celtics listening because it recaps the entire night in the NBA quickly. You get both sides. It's one or two minutes from each side of a game. You get really nicely caught up from the, the Lockdown Celtics inside, Lockdown Network Insiders. So check out Lockdown Now wherever you get your podcast or on the Lockdown NBA YouTube feed. Uh, let's obviously Jalen Brown was the big story, right? 50 points. Uh, 11 rebounds. I mean, this is a great, a great, great night for, for Jalen Brown overall. Some of the other players who I thought played, well, let's just go through the list. Schroeder, I think, fell into the same kind of uh, pattern as, as Jalen Brown. In the first half, Dennis Schroeder, I thought, was – I was ready to just destroy him on this podcast. I was ready to just rip him to shreds. Then in the second half and then the fourth quarter and then overtime especially, he started the overtime with a layup, steal, three-pointer which was huge. He finishes the night with 21 points, seven assists, three rebounds, a steal, just two turnovers for him. Overall, it looks like a great night. Early on, first half especially, I thought, oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Uh, And I think that was the general consensus, that Schroeder was having a bad night, and then he came back and picked it up later in the game. Willing to give him a little bit of a pass, first game off of COVID, he said he was hurting. They, he played 40 minutes. So I'll give him a little bit of a pass, but it, it did kind of continue some of the same stuff from Schroeder. But I thought defensively he made some really poor mistakes. Um, we'll see how he does moving forward. That coincides with Peyton Pritchard's one of five and 12 and a half minutes. I just don't know that Pritchard and Schroeder can, can coexist in these, ga- in these games. I thought that uh, Ime tried playing those two together and it didn't work. Uh, you cannot play Schroeder and Pritchard together. It's just, it's too, too easy to pick them apart. And, you know, some of this, some of these lineups, I think contributed to what was going on. Jabari Parker played six six forty two in this game. And eh, we had a little of Sam Hauser, five minutes and 40 seconds of Sam Hauser. He took one shot from the corner and it hit the top of the backboard. So that wasn't great for Hauser. Uh, and some of this was by necessity, right? Because, look, you play Jalen 46 minutes. Grant plays 39 minutes. Horford plays 34 and a half. I thought he generally played well. Now, you know, it wasn't a particularly great game. He had that one huge clutch three-pointer in the corner in the overtime. That was the, that was the capper. <laughs> it was the only three that he hit. And when he took that shot, I was like, oh, man, that needs to go in. And it did. Richardson was nice, uh, you know, four of 10. He had a, a clutch layup down the stretch where I think everybody just fell on top of him and he was a little pissed off and thought it should have been a foul. You know, a decent game for him uh, coming back here. I thought, I thought that was a good game. But my other real big star of this game was Marcus Smart. And it's 17 points, seven assists, uh, tied with Schroeder for the team high. Smart shot three of 11, so not a great shooting night there. Two of five from three. 
So he, he had some tough finishes around the rim, but nine of nine from the, from the free throw line, which is super, super important. And then down the stretch, as the game was coming along, like he had that one Marcus Smart, like FU steal in that fourth quarter, rips it, I think it might have been from Franz Wagner, just rips it away, starts the break, gets it to Jalen Brown. That was probably Jalen Brown's either 10th or 12th points in, in that fourth quarter. It was right down there at the end. Uh, classic Marcus Smart play. Thought Smart was was really in control. One of my favorite moments there was, I think it was in the third quarter, Dennis Schroeder gets an and one, and he's on the floor telling everybody, keep it moving, keep it moving, keep it moving. Smart's out there trying to encourage everybody, like, you've got to move on offense. You've got to keep it going. This worked. That was a great cut. He found, um, like, he found Schroeder on the cut from, from the baseline. Another classic thing that I always want to bring up, when you cut, you score. When a guy's driving down from the, the top of the key, down the middle of the lane, the baseline cuts. It's, you know, it works the opposite way. If a guy's driving baseline, you cut down the middle of the lane because all the, all the faces are turned one way. So Schroeder saw that everybody was focused on smart. He got into the middle of the lane. Schroeder cut baseline. Boom. And one. And Marcus is like, come on, let's go. Keep it moving. Keep everything going. But that was a, a uh, you know, those, those are important moments for a guy who's a point guard, for a guy who's trying to, um, to, to lead this team. So I thought Smart was, was really good. And a lot of these assists came late in the game. He's, he, he was a steadying force here. I thought, I thought when Smart came out of the game in, I think it was the third quarter there, early on, that's when it became, uh, it was like an, it was a 12-point game. And then it became a, it was a two point game. Then it became a 12 point game. Like smart, smart, leaving the floor, everything just cratered after that, um, that third quarter, it felt bad. It felt as bad. And there were boos by the end of it. There were um, like, that was as bad a basketball game as I was, as I had seen from the Celtics. I was really in that, I can't believe I have to write about another worst loss type of mode. Like I just couldn't believe I couldn't fathom that that's where we were. And I had to do this again. Luckily they spared me like, this is all about me. Right. But look, I'm so sick of like, I have to do this every day just to let you in every game. I have to write two things after the game and to do a podcast when everything is going the same, then it's hard for me <laughs> to do different things. I, how do I repackage this turd now? So the Celtics, thankfully, were able to um, come away with this, with the win. I'll talk more about it uh, when I come back here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Hey, thanks for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Make Lockdown Bets your second listen. If you're going to throw some money down on the games, which you can do at Bet Online. You might want to listen to your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They've got great advice on uh, the locks of the day, the wrong team favorite, all of that stuff. So check them out wherever you get your podcast. So the final thought here of this game is basically a win is a win. And considering the circumstance, considering the, the Celtics still no Jalen Brown, no Robert Williams, 
no, you know, key players here out and, and out at the last second. And a weird thing, by the way, with Aaron Neesmith, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Eme says that Aaron Neesmith actually left the protocols, was cleared by the NBA. That's why on Saturday, when the Celtics released their injury report, I tweeted out only NSK Freedom was on the injury report as far as being in health and safety. Everyone else was cleared, and it was just a matter of a couple of these guys questionable. You know, did they have the wind to play? And so Neesmith was out, and then Neesmith was back in. Now, there was an, an issue before where the Celtics inadvertently left someone off their report, their public report. In the, with the league, they had the right report, but publicly they announced they left a name off. And that, but this wasn't that. Neesmith actually tested out of protocols and then somehow is now back in. So all of this weirdness is, is, is part of like the, the, the equation here. And I know this is the Orlando magic and the Celtics have to learn that if you play with that level of energy that you did in the first and the fourth quarters, you don't have to force a comeback. Like you're, you're hurting yourself by like you have to play an extra five minutes and you know, that all adds up those extra five minutes. You keep doing that to yourself. And that's where Jalen Brown's strained hamstrings happen because of overuse. That's where those soft, soft tissue injuries happen. That's where sprains happen. The body breaks down. Injuries happen when you're fatigued. And the Celtics don't have a whole lot of players. And they certainly weren't going to throw Al Farouk Amino out there. But they should have been able to had they played in the second and third quarters with that same intensity. What the Celtics need to do is learn to, to have that intensity and understand that, hey, if you stop coasting through the middle of these games, you can coast in the fourth quarter from the bench during garbage time. That's what you should be learning. You guys want to save your legs or not overextend yourselves or whatever the hell it is in these lulls. Got to understand that if you play through those lulls, if you go out there and just say, you know what, we're going to put, we're going to bury these guys. Then you don't have to go to overtime to win a game like this. But all that said, a win is a win. And I don't think we're in a spot here to overly criticize how the Celtics are winning games, right? Like we, we can't, we can't be that, 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 picky right now. When you're hungry, you don't sit there and be like, Ooh, is that, is that organic? Is that, was that, are those farm raised? Are those grass fed chickens? Do that, is that where those eggs came from? No. When you're hungry, you take the meal that's given to you and you eat it. And that's what we're getting with the Celtics. When the Celtics win these games and now they've won two in a row, this is officially a streak. You say, all right, a win is a win. Because so much of this is the same. Like, we know, we know. And, hey, maybe this is part of the easier schedule, right? That December was so frustrating because they play these types of games, and then you lose 
because you're playing the good teams and they make you pay for that. And now they're playing the bad teams. And as they're trying to kind of work through this stuff, you win. You win some of those games. Maybe that's it's as simple as that. We know how far the Celtics have to go. We know this. Like, I can't sit here and like nitpick every single game, every single play. Like, they won this game, and we know all nothing has been fixed. Nothing has changed with this. All of the problems that they still need to fix, they still need to fix. So, all of that being said, a win is a win, and I'm going to take the win, and you move on, and you hope that getting the win allows them to say, all right, what do we let, let's 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 really focus on this next thing. Cause you know, you've got a you've got a actual practice before the next game, which is rare. You've got an actual practice before, you know, moving on. And the Celtics do have a, a stretch of a lot of games coming up. So I'm going to take it where I can get it. And I think that's, that's kind of the lesson moving forward with Tatum back and all of that stuff. Maybe, maybe that you get a full team and maybe that helps fix things. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about this whole thing. I'll wrap it up with this. This is exactly like we're, we're kind of frustrated. I know you're frustrated by where the Celtics are, but, isn't this really, when, when we go back and look at the stuff we were talking about, all of our preseason analysis, didn't we say that the Celtics were going to be potentially a good defensive team that would struggle to shoot and they, can't, they couldn't afford any, any real injuries, especially to Tatum or Brown? I feel like I remember saying that. And here they are with injuries to Tatum and Brown you know, COVID, the hamstring, ooh, <laughs> the light <laughs> on the YouTube channel, the lights came, the lights shut off because, oh, this is awesome. The lights shut off because, ah, oh, here we go. They're motion sensors. <laughs> I'm leaving that in um, because that's part of what I do. I'm leaving that in. Oh, boy. Um, but isn't that analysis like this, that's what we this is what we said, right? Like you lose Brown, you lose Tatum for any extended time. Like this team can't afford that. They're not built to lose. They're not built to withstand that. And this is exactly where they are. And on top of it, they're frustrating as well. So the Celtics do need to be whole to be good or have a chance to be good. And hopefully they'll be whole soon. Right now, they beat Orlando. I don't care that it took more than it should have because we know what the problems are. At this point, take the win, eat, <laughs> move on, and see if you can get another win until you can get whole and actually fix some of these problems. Until you fix these problems, if you can get a couple of wins, take them. I hope I'm taking a win <laughs> here. I'm going to get out of here before the lights shut down again. So if you're a regular, uh, if you're not a regular subscriber, if you're new, I hope you're still here. I hope you're enjoying the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and uh, watch the show on YouTube. If you're just a regular podcast listener, you're just going to have to want to, you're going to want to see that moment on YouTube where the entire thing just shuts down on me. 
if you are a regular listener or watcher, I, I really uh, hope that I can uh, count on you to share the podcast. Tell your friends and family, everybody, that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.